0: This issue of eminent domain in the city of Buffalo, in the Cobblestone District. We've talked about it on this show before. We have kind of explored the issues. And now we're going to hear from the owner of these two properties that the city is looking to take over. Joining us now on the line is Daryl Carr, who owns these uh, Cobblestone properties, and Daryl also owns Cobblestone. Yeah, I mean, you see the big sign on the side of the Cobblestone there. It's been, uh, I, it was one of the first in that area. Uh, if you were looking for something to do, pregame before an event, at the arena. Daryl, thanks for
1: joining us this morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing fine this morning. A little hectic day yesterday, but you know, today's another day, and it's sunny outside.
0: Yeah, well, where you are, maybe. We're still waiting on that over here in Amherst. Uh, Daryl, okay, eminent domain, this entire process, uh, can you, from your perspective, because we haven't really heard from your perspective yet, when did this begin? When did you become aware that the city was looking to take over these two properties and I guess how far back does it go, this kind of, uh, I guess you're in a little bit of a battle now over what you would or would not be allowed to do?
1: Well, the proceedings for evidence domain is, is recent history. It's only a few months old, and it came up uh, after we were, had, a, had a court hearing for, uh, for the demolition. You know, the city has fought me on the demolition of the properties basically since I purchased them. Uh, I had this project planned, you know, Unity Tower. You can see that at UnityTower.com. Uh, for quite a while, we started that project in 2013 with with my architects and engineers from Toronto. Uh, so, you know, my my uh, agenda was to. Demolish the buildings, incorporate incorporate the historic character, and document the buildings existing buildings, and then rebuild the existing buildings and build a tower uh, to provide enough square footage and enough economic development to support you know rebuilding uh, all these old buildings that were there. So the city <clears throat> had their own agenda. I'm not sure, even now, what it is, but uh, you know they wanted to preserve the buildings in kind, uh, which really doesn't fall, you know, in line with legally, you know, what they can do and preserve them is the way they are. You know, I just had to recreate the facades of the buildings. In a lot of projects, that's what they've done: or stabilized the facade, and re, you know, and uh, you know, left it intact. As far as these buildings, when I bought them, they were unheated for probably 50 years. And the main use of the buildings were foundries and machine shops, which anybody has been in that business or been around that business, which I have because I'm an environmental scientist and I worked in the hazardous waste industry. uh, That, you know, these aren't the kind of buildings that, excuse me, you're going to reuse. So I never had the intention of actually rebuilding them because of the environmental concerns in the buildings. So I've been fighting the city on demolition because I wanted to demolish the site, clean up the site, and get it ready for development. I I know they talk about parking lots, but it was never my intention to put a parking lot there. There's enough parking. The city owns all the parking lots around there, and the city demolished all the buildings around there to build those parking lots and the arena and left really the the worst buildings in the area standing, which I purchased three of them. And uh, and so here I stand fighting the city on on a development project that would be very, very big for the city of Buffalo. And it would help out the East side community and also Western New York as a whole to make this, you know, a one step towards a world-class city and uh, bring more economic development to the area.
0: So you said this has been going on for ten years, um, and now it's finally it's getting all this media attention. You know, let's look back five, six years ago. What was the city saying? Uh, you said this, you, this. You've been fighting the city for ten years to tear down these buildings. So they they just now want to go in with eminent domain. What did the city say five years ago? What's been the the issue since you've bought it? What what have they been saying to you, and why now is this getting the attention?
1: Well, I believe now is because uh, the economic development around me uh, substantiates them, hey, let's go after this guy. He's the only one left. I'm the only private property really left in that whole area. You know, either the government has taken it over or developed it or, or developers have been giving given major tax breaks, major tax incentives, free money to redevelop, you know, the buildings. Whereas they never offered me a penny or nor did we ever take a penny for cobblestone or anything else. So, I mean, all the funding up to this point, which they never addressed how much money I had to spend the purchase of the buildings and the main, I mean, I've been fined and I paid fines. And it, it, I don't know if you, they never talk about like a ten thousand dollar fine I paid in the beginning, and that was before. Right after that, they issued more citations, and that's why I was in court. And the remedy, because these buildings were so bad when I purchased them, there was no remedy to rebuild these buildings, and that it just didn't make economic sense for anyone. So now, I believe it's more of uh, because I'm in the you know, I'm in the eye of the city now and, and development is happening around me, after so many years I've been there, because when I first went down there, it was basically a war zone. And we endured a lot of hardships before the second developer even even came in to do any work. I mean that was ten years. We we're in business over ten years before anybody else came down there to do anything. Uh, so recently because of all the economic development, now they're coming after me to try to get my property to basically, and they tell you, and it's not the proper use of eminent domain, they basically auction it off. So they want to take it from me. Their offer was, was ridiculously low. What they talked about originally when they talked about buying my properties and, uh, which is probably, I would have to say 10% of the money that I have into the, into the area or those buildings. Uh, and then they basically want to take them steal them from me and they want to auction them off to another developer who that would be. I have no idea. Uh, they would end up probably demolishing the buildings unless the the city or somebody, somebody came up with you know, almost a hundred percent of the funding to rebuild he- the existing structures because the square footage just isn't there to make it economically viable.
0: You know, Daryl, I think that one of the questions in a lot of people's minds when you look at these properties is, and you look at what's surrounding, um, I I think where Ironworks is, um, you know, a concert venue and bar that you have there, I want to say that's a a newer building. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, we've all seen what's happened at the draft, uh, former Labatt house Um, on the corner there, another one of these older brick buildings. What is so different in the buildings you own as opposed to some of the other things that have been successfully redeveloped
1: there? Those, the buildings that I own, are heavy industrial buildings. Uh, You can just do some research on foundries and what they do in foundries, but I mean, they're heavy industrial buildings. The other buildings were not, even cobblestone. That wasn't a heavy industrial use building. Uh, They were never maintained from the previous owners. I can't believe they weren't cited before I bought them. So basically the week or month that I purchased those buildings, I can't remember exactly when they first cited me, they cited me and gave me all these citations right after I purchased them. So a lot of these issues were already there. They had to be because of right, right after they issued all these citations on the buildings. Uh, so there was an agenda from day one. You know, somebody buys the buildings, we're going to, you know, go after them, basically. Uh, they're, they're much different than the other buildings. I mean, Ironworks, they gutted, the, they gutted the building and put an open music venue. That was in fairly good shape, uh, that building. I mean, it was being used as office building right before they purchased it. Uh, the, if you're talking about the brewery on the corner, well, uh, you know, Terry Pagula's organization bought that. Building for a lot of money, I think it was in the tune of about seven million dollars, and that building also that was that was in that was being used fully, being used uh, until he purchased that building and maintained. So they had good bones, right? The buildings had good bones; they could be rebuilt. These buildings from every Every structural engineer and every person I talked to about development told me there's not good bones in this building, and this would be impossible to—well, not impossible. I mean, you would basically have to completely rebuild the building.
0: The council yesterday, uh, several members were making the mention, you said it right there, of a parking lot, of, you know, that's what uh, eventually is going to happen here. The buildings are going to be demolished just to make way for a parking lot. I think, in part, why that said, Daryl is looking at the proposed—and uh, you mentioned it—Unity Tower that you want to build, 55 stories, a building, you know, in these drawings that I mean, it looks more like the Freedom Tower in New York City than anything we've ever been accustomed to seeing here in Buffalo. Would tower above everything else in the area. I—I I think most people take one look at that image, Daryl, and say that's just not going to happen. Like, it just seems like something that is never going to happen. Why should we believe that, you know, as I'm looking at this big tower, why should we believe that a, a tower like this would actually be built right there in Buffalo?
1: Because you can drive one hour and you can see towers like this, many towers like this, just north of the border. So for somebody to say it can't be done, I mean, they have the same climate, the same weather, other than they're not having these big storms like we're having. And there's no reason the economics can't change in Buffalo once a project like this is, is, is put into place. I've worked on this project for over 10 years. I've thought about it for probably 15. And I have the team assembled to to put this project together and build it. This isn't This isn't a pipe dream. They say it is because They can't believe it because they're not on the same wavelength as I am. And they haven't seen what I've seen. I've worked all over the world. I'm highly traveled. I'm an environmental scientist. And I had an engineering company back in the 90s. and, And I've worked on a lot of big projects. And I know this can happen. And nobody's tried because nobody wants to risk, take the risk to try to build a project like this but my whole life is into this, right? My retirement, everything is into this project. Nobody's assisted me. no assistance from the city, no assistance from, from investors to this point. And uh, this project has been designed. This isn't a park. This isn't a couple of renderings. I mean, every floor has been designed, the footprints there, uh, the parking's in place, because they talk about parking, but this, this structure has parking within it for all the residents and and uh, and. Guests, you know, and maybe some extra parking underground, but there's like nine floors of parking. Everything's integrated into this very small footprint, which makes it very environmentally friendly. Also, you know, my expertise too is renewable energy. And I've worked on this years ago before people were really talking about it. So this has, you know, geothermal aspects, uh, it has solar, it has wind. It has yes, battery storage. Also, you have to think of going forward is, you know, we have electric cars, right? Everybody's going to have an electric car. and How are you going to charge these within a the structure? So that's something we're addressing also because that's a lot of power that has to be fed into this building.
0: W- wouldn't it make more – I'm not a developer. I, I'm not going to pretend to know. It would seem like it would make more business sense to redevelop the
1: structures that are there. Well, if you redevelop the structures, I mean, most of the things that are being done in the city of Buffalo is the developer buys the property, he secures a lot of public funding or free funding or a 40% tax break or whatever he can get. And then what he does. He turns around, he reconditions these old buildings, and then they rent them out. So there's no economic gain, really, for anyone but the developer himself. This project's different. This project is going to have many owners because everybody's going to buy units or buy a piece, basically a, a piece of this building. Daryl, I got to ask you. New, new concept to Buffalo. Y- you said this was your
0: plan since buying the property and the city's been fighting. is my plan. And since the city's been fighting you on it, when's the first time the city uh, was shown your proposal? When's the, the first time you told the city of Buffalo that you wanted to build Unity Tower?
1: I believe it was 2016 we sat down with the planning board and you got to remember the, the regime has changed. You know, nobody's even in the planning board or even the commissioner's not the same. Nobody's the same from when we first showed this to the city. You know, the economics have to be right. And, and another, another thing that has to be addressed too, we sat through two years of COVID cobblestone was closed down, right? And we had to close down. We didn't get any assistance also. So, you know, I would have, in 2020, I know this came up, uh, there was a a talk about my project and I think it goes to Skyscraper City, if you look at it, it's listed there, but I mean it started getting a little buzz in 2000, but COVID hit. Yeah. So, you know, this has been in limbo. I mean, nobody was thinking we're even going to, how are we going to get out of this? What are we going to do?
0: Well, Daryl, sorry to cut you off, but we are out of time right now. Daryl Carr is the owner of those properties in South Park Avenue in the city.